Nation. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment Podcast. This is your host, John Delaney, hanging at the hangar in beautiful Lakeland, Florida, with Wingman Nation co-founders, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferrer. Good morning, gents. Good morning, John. Man, it's morning, a, John. It's a beautiful minute. I, I tell you uh, what, that's cold snap, finally. Yes. It was a little chilly yesterday. It was chillier yeah. this morning. It was chilly it's this gorgeous, morning. gorgeous, I like tell ten, you. Gorgeous. It, it, gorgeous. It was like 10 <clears throat> degrees colder here. Than when I left home. Which oh is crazy. my! You know, it's not that far. But nope. Well, we're excited to be bringing you uh, the the day number twenty nine of this uh, series, the thirty one leadership lessons from David's mighty men. This has been a great series. Uh, we're almost to the end of it. Yep. And uh, what do we got coming next, Jay? Down the road, we're talking about the lonely Christian man. The lonely Christian man. And by the way, that is now a devotional available on Amazon.com. If you want to get the book, you can buy it there. You can also download the Kindle version. Mm -hmm. They're available right now, so be sure to check that out. We're excited. Today is called Demonstrate the Heart of a Servant. We're going to be looking at 2 Samuel 23, verses 15 and 16. Brother Randy, take it away, man. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, buddy. How you doing? Good, good. You know, just speaking a minute about loneliness, I think that's one of the top things that men struggle with the most is loneliness. And people don't realize they're lonely when they really are lonely. That's it. It's interesting. But we'll we'll talk more about that later. But demonstrating the heart of a servant, being a servant. You know, Jesus was a servant. David longed. I'm going to read 2 Samuel 23, 15, and 16. So it says, David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it all the way back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. Mm. So if you want to be great, you have to serve. As you look at David's mighty men, we see a common thread running through their lives. We've seen that now in in many of the talks we've had through these 31 days, Mm -hmm. now in 29. But they had the hearts of servants. These men served rather than being served. And they were great men. A servant, guys, has a teachable, humble spirit of submitting to his authority. These guys listened attentively for David's instructions. They were always available to follow his orders, and a servant lives to do the will of his master without question or hesitancy. Yes. In today's world, obviously, we don't have masters, but we have bosses. We have people that we respect who ask us to do things, friends, family members, all of that is part of serving. So Christian man, men, do you have a heart of a servant? Have you ever really taken the time Mm. to think through that? Do you live to do the will of your master Jesus? He is our master, obviously. And we have to know what his needs and wants are and what he expects of us first before we can do the will of Jesus. So are we willing to do anything that Jesus tells us to do and then just go anywhere and do it? That's a big question, a big statement. Are we willing to do it? Well, you can say, yeah, I'm willing to do it, but do you really know what that is? Do you know what his will is for you? And if you don't, we have to find out. And how do we find that out? 
by studying God's Word. Amen. Understanding what the expectation of what Jesus and what God wants us to do and be. Exactly. Most of God's will for our lives is found in the Bible. Absolutely. So if we're unwilling to do what's plainly written in the Bible, I don't think God is going to get excited about unveiling those things that we don't know. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's about reading the Bible and studying it, but there's lots of other ways to figure it out, too, while you're reading. Being around godly men, Mm -hmm. going to Bible studies, making sure you're in church, listening continually and what God is saying through others, in addition to reading the Bible and reading devotional books that are written by competent Christian people. That's right. All of those are ways you can learn what God has for us and what the expectation is for us to learn to be a servant. And being a servant uh, begins with our attitude of submission. We have to start there. And the willingness to be uncomfortable and inconvenienced for God and for Jesus. So it involves having a teachable spirit, willing to learn from others, and not feeling like, oh, I got all the answers. I don't need to hear that. Right. I know what I'm doing. I'm an adult. I've been around a while. <laughs> uh, we all know people like that, uh, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, and ego becomes a big factor yeah, it in does. that. Your ego, and I'm not going to do that. Why should I do that? I'm the man's man. That's probably yeah. the biggest obstacle: is the, un- <clears throat> the inconvenience and, and un- uncomfortableness. Yeah, of course you know, it is. Are like I don't want that feeling. You know? No. Being humble. So John Wesley provided the most convicting analysis on what it means to be a true servant. I'll read that. It says, do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, and in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. Amen. John Wesley, that is <laughs> That's good. A That's a biggie. That's a big statement. And guys, kind of kind of take that and digest it a little bit. There's a, there's a lot there. That's a lot. For sure. Well, we want to give you five truths about being a servant. Number one, to the degree you strive to be like Jesus, you will be a servant. Think of a good server at your favorite restaurant. That person is there to make sure your needs are met. They're there to be attentive to you. They're thinking about you. Their focus is on you and not themselves. You see, the heart of a servant thinks about other people first before himself. Exactly. I love the little restaurants where you go in and there's a little old lady is your servant, and she goes, is there anything else I can do for you, sweetie? Yes. Honey. I'm thinking about a specific place right now (laughs) I went the other day. And she said, honey. Uh I'll take care of you, darling. Do you need more water, darling? Like Perkins. You just kind of go, man, I love this place. I love it. You want a little sweet taste? Yeah. Amen. Matthew 23, 11 says, the greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humble, Jesus said, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. But listen to John 13, 12 through 17. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Mm. For I have given you an example that you should do as I've done to you. Most assuredly, 
I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Wow. And I love that. That's just the heart of a servant that's displayed in Jesus Christ. He was the ultimate servant leader. And he promises us that if we follow his example, we will be happy. You want to be happy, guys? Then do what Jesus said to do, because he said, blessed, the word blessed means happy. Blessed are you, happy are you, if you do them. True humility. And think about this. If the Son of God can get on his knees and wash the feet of his apostles that he was teaching, think about how humble that spirit is. And we can't even do that. We struggle to be humble when he, the Son of God, is humbling himself before man and washing their feet. It makes me sick just thinking about him doing that, you know, but it's an incredible example for us, a testimony for us that we should, in fact, be able to do that if God himself can do that. That's exactly right. And I'm telling you, you want to get the attention of those without Christ, be be a servant. Yes. And it will get their attention. Yeah. Number two, guys, possess a teachable spirit that desires to learn from others of all ages. I mean, a teachable spirit is a spirit of, please help me learn. A teachable spirit asks for help when one needs it. Don't be afraid to ask. Yes. You're not, you're not any less than anybody else by asking. That's right. It's an admission that you don't have all the answers. You know, it's a willingness to say, I don't know. But I do want to learn. And that is a great thought there, because to be able to say, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find it, that takes true humility and a teachable spirit. As a pastor, I've worked with a lot of staff members. And I got to tell you, the staff members that in my mind were great were the ones who said, you know what, I don't, I'm not sure how to do that, but I want to learn. Will you help me? I, I had a staff member say to me the other day, hey, I wanted to be the first person to say to you that I made a mistake about something. And I'm thinking, man, I, the mistake didn't matter. Just his attitude of saying, hey, I messed up. Help me. Help me, and how can I help do it better? That's right. Yeah. Agreed. Number three, be willing to be inconvenienced and uncomfortable for Jesus' sake. It's part of being the servant. Yes. You know, we don't like to be inconvenienced to be uncomfortable, do we? I mean, no one does. It's just kind of normal. Who wants to be uncomfortable (laughs) and inconvenienced? But when you serve God, you will experience both of these things. But in the rearview mirror, you'll have joy because you've done it for Jesus and for God. And that's just how we have to think about it, guys. I mean, you know, when serving God, we're not going to be in a comfy, squishy place, Mm -mm. you know? We just But we are going to have joy doing it. That's the thing. But you got to do it to get the joy. You got to do it to get the joy. Uh, It's like a candy bar. Oh, yeah. We're referencing that. (laughs) Someone once said, the good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Yes. Honesty and frankness make us vulnerable. So be honest and frank. And the biggest men with the biggest ideas can be shot down by the smallest men with the smallest minds. That's why we have John here, by the way. (laughs) Um, 
I am a servant. You know? <laughs> I was talking about the smallest mind. Wash his feet. <laughs> But think big anyway. Yes. People always favor underdogs, but follow only the top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. But build it anyway. Build it anyway. Yes. That's right. That's the attitude. That is the attitude. Think in eternal uh, significance. I love that. Is what I'm doing eternal. And be honest and be frank. You know, my mom almost named me Frank. <laughs> I wish she would have named me Frank. And you could call me Frank. Hey, Frankie, can you come over here, Frankie? Hey, what are you doing? Get over here, Frankie. Now it's like, hey, Randy. I love it. Hey, Randy, come here. John, what? can we call him Frankie? Frankie. Frankie. No more man. Rocco. Oh, oh man. Just call me Frankie. I like it. I like number it. Number four is no, Number there, four. <laughs> Learn to be a good listener. Listen not only with your ears, but with every part of you. I'm telling you, people know if you are engaged with them or oh, you're not engaged with yeah. them. So checking your phone. If, right? if you're checking your <laughs> yeah. phone, if you're checking your watch, if you're looking around, they know that you're not listening. Yes. So one of the most um, humble things you can do is listen to people. Not have all the answers, but yeah. just Learn to be a good like, listener. What would you say? Would you mind repeating it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then number five, do those things that no one else wants to do. You won't have a lot of competition here. True. Yeah. Be willing to do those tasks that everyone else would look at and say, not me, man, not me. No, do it. And do it unto the Lord. doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, you could be helping your wife in the kitchen. You could be vacuuming and helping your wife. You could do all these things, but do it as unto the Lord. Yes. And and that is a form of worship, guys. It really is. Making someone else feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that, that comes as a bonus yeah, back. That's the bonus. <laughs> that's the bonus. Yeah, exactly. The great violinist Niccolo Paganini willed his marvelous violin to the city of Genoa on one condition, that it must never be played. The wood of such an instrument, while used and handled, wears only slightly, but set aside... Mm-hmm. It begins to decay. Interesting. Paganini's lovely violin has today become a worm-eaten and useless, except as a relic piece of wood. A Christian's unwillingness to serve may soon destroy his capacity for usefulness. Oh, I love that. That's the same scenario as an airplane. It will rot out faster sitting on the yeah. ground than it will wear out. Flying what, right. what it was meant to do. Right. Or, so, or a ship. You know, exactly. a ships are meant to be out at sea, right. not to docked right. for dry rot. Right. Yeah. And, and guys, God wants you to use what he's given you. If you're a Christian, he's given you a spiritual gift. That's right. Uh, he's given you a talent. He's given you an ability. Right. Find out what that is and Jesus. and serve God through mm. it. Serve yeah. him through your local church. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a local church, you need to find a Bible-believing church and get involved. Get involved. That's right. No doubt. Uh, Niccolo has a brother. Niccolo Paganini. Frankie Paganini. Frankie Paganini. Frankie Paganini. <laughs> 
<laughs> by the way, exactly it's Genoa. Exactly where I was going with It's that. Genoa, by the way, not Genoa. What? Genoa, Italy. Genoa. Oh, come on. Genoa salami. That's right. Genoa. My goodness gracious. Listen, I'm just grateful for shoes and teeth, shoes. guys. Shoes and teeth. <laughs> well, guys, we want to leave you with a little prayer today. Uh, we try to do that at the end of each lesson. You can uh, reword this any way you'd like. But the prayer is, Lord, help me today to possess and practice having the heart of a servant, focusing on others and not on myself. Give me, I pray, a teachable, humble, and correctable spirit. Oh, guys, pray that today. And watch God use you for eternally significant things, for sure. We are so glad that you have been listening to our podcast, and we would encourage you tell other men and women about our podcast. Uh, we've got some great things coming yes. down the pike, so uh, we're, we're very excited about Wingman Nation Ministry. And we want to leave you with this, that guys, strive with everything you are to be a better husband, a better dad, and a more godly and Christ-like man. You can do it with the power of Jesus Christ. But until next time, Frankie says, Wingman out! (laughs) The Wingman Men's Moment Podcast is brought to you by Wingman Nation, helping men become better husbands, fathers, and more godly and Christ-like men. Visit us at wingmannation.com.